0: You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com.
1: Herb Dean's going to stop it. That's it. Wow. McGregor. Too easy. Wow. Wow.
2: Yeah, maybe it was too easy cuz the guy he's fighting is like a walking fucking human injury report. You know what I mean? Like, everyone's so pumped up about this Conor McGregor thing. Yeah. Conor McGregor. What's his name? Colin McGregor? Conor McGregor. He fought this guy <laughs> who has who has the most wins in UFC history, Cowboy Cerrone. 36 wins. But he also has 14 fucking losses, and he's 36. Listen to the injuries that this motherfucker has had, all right? You ready for this, Tommy?
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Welcome to Producer Tommy. You only took an hour and a half to get the podcast ready today. That's Our, okay. There's That's no all right.
3: cables. The whole, All the equipment is failing. Yeah. To- they don't want to hear about it, Tommy. Okay.
2: They don't care. They got lives to live. They're driving. They're hardworking <laughs> fucking people. All right? And you say you're a Bernie supporter. Okay, listen. Our mixer has more
3: injuries than this motherfucking cowboy.
2: There you go. There's a segue. Way Tying to contribute, it Tying Tommy. it in. There we go. Okay. Here's the injuries. Broken <laughs> hands. Broken half a dozen times each, but never while fighting. What the fuck is this guy doing? Uh, broken feet.
0: J-O-1. Broken
2: one or more bones around 40 times, doing 90% of fight stuff, 10% stupid stuff. Uh, <laughs> split both lips. He was bucked and head-butted by a fucking horse. Uh, cauliflower oh. ears. 15 years of grappling. Broken nose, fighting Tony Ferguson at 238. 24... Broken ribs, okay? And this is my personal favorite 12 feet of intestines lost. 12 feet. What? I didn't even know we had 12 feet of intestines. That's two Kemba Walker's worth of intestines (laughs) that this guy doesn't have. And people are talking about Conor McGregor like he's like back on top or something, okay? This is something they do in boxing much more smart, in a much more smart way. It's propping him up. Protecting the fucking bank. Yeah. Make make Connor whole again. A nice little get hole win for Connor so he can go have a better fucking payday somewhere else. But uh but yeah. So twelve feet of Testas loss, twenty four broken ribs, uh broken his foot forty times. Like broken his a Christmas. Six times. He, he Connor McGregor basically fought Mr. Glass from Unbreakable.
3: Five golden rings.
2: Yeah, and and five golden rings, whatever the fuck Tommy's talking about. You know? So we'll see. I like Connor. You know, but it just seems to me like this didn't matter at all. No. Like whatsoever. Like none at all. You know? So they're like, what is Conor going to do next? What is Connor going to do next? Well, it, it was a charity match for the fucking UFC. Here's the other thing I don't understand about this shit. Conor made $3 million for this fight. $3 million. Biggest star in the UFC. He made $3 million. Peanuts. How much did he make fighting Mayweather? $85 million. $85 million. That's not yen, my friend. That's not Indian rupees, my friend. That's not even rupees from Zelda, the Ocarina of Time. <laughs>
3: that is U.S. dollars. I don't understand that disparity is so huge. It's because the UFC owns these motherfuckers. Hmm. And like, so the UFC is banking that 85 mil. They're still making a similar they're amount. They're banking all of that. That's psycho, dude. That
2: is insane. That is why for the life of me I will never understand why UFC has 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 gained such a foothold uh you know in terms of becoming the dominant fight sport. Cuz the money just doesn't work for these guys. I would rather be a shitty boxer who doesn't get half as much press as, like, one of these Masvidal or Khabib guys because I'd be making twice as much. You and know what I mean?
3: risking so much less. And,
2: well, that's actually – that's actually you would think boxing is safer. Yeah. You would think so, but boxing actually they think may be more dangerous.
3: More more head impacts. Because the
2: whole reason that you have gloves in boxing right. is not to protect the head. It's to protect your hands. Huh right so over 12 rounds you're taking much more sustained Shots beating to the, to the fucking head that, that actually makes than a in of sense then ufc where you're just taking one and there is grappling out. which
3: is i guess more safe like getting choked out is safer than getting, than getting beat knocked out in yeah the head because
2: your death. brain isn't literally going to ricochet sure. against the inside of your fucking skull yeah you know hopefully but i don't know i mean i i get why ufc is popular it's it's just the violence of it it's it's the nature of it You know, and the fact that, you know. The little dresses people wear, I think. Yeah, and think about the bros that love UFC. And there's nothing wrong with liking UFC. I I can get down with it, too. But think about the dudes who love UFC. Definitely latent homosexuals, right? Like, if you're against gay marriage, you're probably gay. It's, like, kind of my rule of thumb. And how do you win in the UFC? By being able to forcibly sodomize your opponent. You know, if your opponent is in such a state that you could forcibly sodomize him... (laughs) you've won right right you know and it's that level of violence that the american people really appreciate and get down with
3: yeah that level of hatred is some (laughs) in some level a level of love you know so i can understand from
2: a from a sheer dynamic element i think probably the average ufc fight is more entertaining than the average boxing fight and don't get mad at me all ufc people that's probably true oh that's definitely true but the greatest boxing match is better than the greatest ufc fight it's not even it's not even close you know just because you know especially in the days when there were 15 rounds but you're going into a 12 round fight ufc fights usually last like what you know what I mean?
3: Yeah, rarely they go. Tommy needs some chaps. That right? shit is fucking
2: dry bones. Wow.
3: All right. Well, Cracky McAshley. All our audio on the lip listeners at home, he's he's lying. Okay. Yeah, theater I of apply you daily. Can, you can
2: share my chapter. <laughs> but yeah, so I get I get why, but I just don't get why you would do it from um, a UFC fighter standpoint. Or at least these guys gotta like fucking unionize and fight back because that's how it used to be. Hey, Amen. You know, until the boxers fucking took control. But, you know, I think it's just crazy that Connor McGregor will go from making eighty five million to fucking three million, right? So they're looking at his next fights. And I think I think Connor's like being a little smarter about this than fucking Dana White is. What is what does Connor immediately do after? He yells for Nate Diaz. Let's go, Nathan. Let's hmm. go, brother. Who follows me on Twitter by the way? Shout out to Nate Diaz. Not Twitter, Instagram. Shout out Nate Diaz. <laughs> You know what I mean? So, so that's a fight that he could do. Nate Diaz is like 20 and 12. He just lost to that Masvidal guy. That makes sense to me. Even Masvidal makes sense. That dude's lost like 13 fights. What does not make sense is what the fuck Dana White wants to do. Are you kidding me? He goes, I think Khabib makes sense too. Okay. Dana White, who is the baldest man I've ever seen in my life. When you look at this for Khabib, Khabib is 28-0. and 0, He's undefeated. You start talking about this kid's legacy. First of all, to go 28-0 and 0 in this sport, I don't care who you fought. It's such to do. Of course. That's crazy. I mean, to go 10 fights in UFC. The stars don't last, you know? This guy's a world champ. After tonight, with how Khabib won the first time, and how famous Khabib has become since his first fight, we're looking at Hagler Hearns. We're looking at Ali Foreman, Ali Frazier. This is a fight with massive global mm. appeal. It's the fight you make. No, you're wrong. It's the fight you make three fights from now.
3: You know? I mean, this is clearly him trying to knock Conor out and have Khabib be the new King of Kings. There is no... For his own Shout benefit. out,
2: Dan Carlin, Hardcore History Podcast, King of Kings. Uh, there is... No star like Conor McGregor in the UC. Khabib won't be that star because no. Khabib doesn't have the charisma. The man, the man is is the best fighter in the world today, and that includes boxing. I mean, 28 and 0 to go in the UFC is crazy because these fucking guys don't last. You know what I mean? They don't last. It's like a new sitcom on the NBC Thursday night schedule. It
3: don't last, Tommy. One season.
2: One season. It don't fucking last. So to have to have Connor who's still here, you got to milk it. Let him fight some bums. Let him go through some of the old guys. Because if you're talking Hagler Hearns, I mean, I'm sure Dana White has watched Hagler Hearns, but those are two guys who are giving each other the business and who both had, you know, equal claim to winning that fight until the shit went down. You know, same with Ali Foreman, probably one of the greatest upsets in the history of sport to this day. People don't realize that. That's how much Foreman was favored. Ali had no chance. Ali Frazier, I mean, the greatest... The greatest rubber match in the uh, fight series in the uh, of all time. Khabib McGregor is not that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Khabib McGregor.
3: I'm surprised they couldn't negotiate like a star as big as McGregor. I'm surprised they couldn't negotiate for more money for a fight like
2: that. Khabib knocked him the fuck out. They can't because once you're in the UFC system, I think there's a limit. You just kind of take what they give you. Got it. You know what I mean? So next fight, go Masvidal. Go fucking Nate Diaz. But what you should really do... If you're fucking Conor McGregor, is get off the motherfuckers uh, at the UFC, and you should go fight Manny Pacquiao. Boxing? Manny Pacquiao. He still wears no fear shorts. That's right. No fear. It's not the size of the fight and the dog. Dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight and the dog.
3: Amen. You know Amen. I, mean? I heard that a lot growing up. Chess.
2: Soccer's not a game. Chess <laughs> is a game. <laughs> Soccer is a sport. Yeah, no fear, bro.
3: And you're saying boxing is a game?
2: No, I'm saying boxing, he's going to get a $50 million paycheck if he fights Manny Pacquiao.
3: That's just obvious. The money in
2: boxing is so crazy. Late-stage capitalism shit, crazy. Also,
3: like the opportunity to fight Pacquiao is... You know, a fucking privilege. It's a
2: privilege, but here's the difference. I think fighting Pacquiao was actually more dangerous for McGregor than fighting Mayweather. One, Mayweather has hands that he's broken a couple of times in his in his power hand, and Pacquiao doesn't give a shit. Like Mayweather, to me, clearly was trying to prop him up for seven or eight rounds, so it looked like the fight was kind of worth something. Yeah. You know, but Pacquiao's just going to come out and knock him the fuck out in the first round, like three times, which I think would be so amazing. A racist yeah. versus a homophobe, who's going to win? <laughs> Fight to the death, you know? That's fun. Yeah, so I think that would be interesting. But, yeah, another reason that you would (laughs) see.
3: What if they advertised it like that?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Sunday, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. It is the racist versus the homophobe. (laughs) Who will win it all? Come and see. You know? And then you fucking fight. And then after that, you fight like a gorilla. Wow. Conor McGregor versus a gorilla. How
3: do you think that would go down? Uh, Choke out a gorilla? I don't That's know. A just thick like, neck. That's a thick him, neck he got.
2: Have him fight endangered different endangered species.
3: Damn, versus a liger.
2: Versus a liger. Oh shit. Yeah, Conor McGregor versus a liger. <laughs> Bro. Yeah, not much difference between that and the UFC, anyways.
3: Hundred million dollar bag on that, <laughs> dude. Conor easily. McGregor a liger. <laughs> dude, I give get it to, ten I've years. never.
2: I, I watched this fight because I had ESPN Plus, like so I got it for free. But I would pay. For Conor McGregor watches a Liger. <laughs> That'd be crazy. I want to see him grapple. can 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 a Liger stand up, you know? Yeah. How's how's his What on? does a Liger look like, you know? I don't know. Fucking I've never seen a Liger in public.
3: Pacquiao versus a unicorn.
2: <laughs> I've seen plenty of cougars in public. I've been to Orange County. I've seen how that shit
1: goes. Oof.
2: There's a lot of oh. there's Sugar a lot of mama. There's a lot of plastic surgery in Orange County in OC. A lot of droopy lips. Puffy fucking foreheads. Like, if if Kim Jong Un launched that missile towards here, I want to be in Orange County because that shit's gonna float. You know, <laughs> I'll just hang on to the lady, <laughs> the la- the lady near me with the most Botox injections. It'll yeah. be like a life, life life flotation you know device. When the big one hits. When the big one hits, I'm <sighs> gonna be in an OC and I'm gonna be living the high life. Nice. You know what I'm saying? And you're gonna be fucking drowning over here with your fucking. Ashy ass, chapped out lips. You know what I'm saying? Jesus. Yeah. I mean he's not wrong. I'm not wrong. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. I just think I just think it's so sad these guys get their fucking money stolen. You know? It is. It's fucked up. And then you think Conor McGregor would support Bernie, but he's all in for Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. Anyways, it's been an interesting few a week in the sports. You know, we got the Super Bowl. We got the Super Bowl next week. We'll go we're gonna go our Super Bowl episode uh next week. We'll have a lot of fun stuff for you then. Uh if you want one fun Super Bowl tid tidbit, are you ready for a Super Bowl tidbit time? Hey, Play the tidbit music.
3: Dun, 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 dun.
2: The Detroit Tigers have drafted more Super Bowl quarterbacks than the Detroit Lions. <laughs> Can you believe that? Damn. Can you fucking believe that? Because the Detroit Tigers did indeed draft one Patrick Mahomes uh, in the 2016 MLB draft, whereas the Detroit Lions have never drafted a an already quarterback who's a Super Bowl champion. That's pretty sad. Um, also, we had the debut of Zion, which we will get into a little bit later. But before that, I would like to play a game. Tommy, can you cue up the music, please? Of you don't even know what the game is yet. Of, Just cueing it up. Cue up the music, Tommy. Putting the needle on. Find the label of Let's Play Who Made the Crazier Martin Luther King Jr. Day Statement. Hit that music, Tommy. (laughs) Boom, 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 boom. Yes, our two contestants today. Oh, that was good. I like that. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. The soundbite from the actual Our two contestants (laughs) today (laughs) coming out, (laughs) and our contestant number (laughs) one (laughs) is Kyrie Irving. That's right, of the Brooklyn Nets. And he is playing none other than White House Senior Advisor Kellyanne Conway. What, do they have the chance to win today, Tommy? That's right, a full-blown
3: existential crisis. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go to our first contestant, Kyrie.
2: Please tell me, what do you have to say about MLK Day? Take it away, Kyrie
4: to brooklyn for the courtside report with
0: michael grady michael okay no shoot around today the next practice it is i've i've earned you know it's not like i'm a once again i (laughs) queue shit up terribly
2: on this fucking show (laughs) shout out michael grady used to be an indie uh here we go Kyrie irving sorry for that technical glitch what do you have to say (laughs) about mlk
0: day take it away
2: Kyrie. Um.
0: Know, some of the moves that I made individually, and then as well as coming to different environments or organizations, you know, the, and at the end of the day, um, I always say it's entertainment league. You know, we're, we're very drama filled. We, You know, everything regurgitates <laughs> on all these media uh, platforms, which is part of our society. I can't really do anything about it, um, oh, dude. you know, except really be, um, you know, a pillar in our locker room, be very communicative. And when I'm out there with the guys, just impact winning, you know, that really comes down to, you know, it's not like I'm a at everybody in the freaking locker room all the time and you hear all these stories okay. you know and at the end of the day my name it. it was given to me by my grandfather i'm very grateful but it's in a lot of people's mouths all speaking about peace and social integration it was it you know you can go back I to historical you. leaders how great i am as a player and there's still more goals i want to accomplish in this league and i can't do it without improving an organization and winning a championship and that's what it comes down to so Let's take it from here okay I'm going to continue to push, I'm going to continue to demand greatness out of myself and demand greatness out of my teammates, and we go from there. If it's harsh as a leader or it's too much for anybody, you're not in our locker room. It's as simple as that. There are things that need to change within media engagement and player interaction. It just is what it is. It, it's, a, it's the elephant in the room that nobody wants to admit. But I'm going to continue to focus on what's best for our team. And when I was out for those seven weeks and not saying anything, and still people are still saying things about me, it's, it's inevitable. You know, they crucified Martin Luther King for speaking about peace and social integration. It was, it, you know, you could go back to historical leaders and great people in society that do great things, and they're still going to talk. Sh- them. it is what it is like i know what i stand for i'm a great family man i have great values core values this basketball stuff is a game at the end of the day it's dramatized it's entertainment that's right kyrie
2: irving uh, uh kyrie irving uh what is it comparing his persecution to that of martin luther king jr because they crucified martin luther king for speaking about a peace and social integration that's right what do you think about that topic uh, pretty wild. I don't know. Pretty wild. I mean, I think when people give you shit for being kind of a shitty teammate, that's almost the same as being oppressed for hundreds of years, going back to slavery. Strong contender, strong contender for crazy MLK Seaman over there. Pretty strong contender. What about our second contender, Kellyanne Conway, straight from D.C.? I
3: got what... a feeling she just based on knowing her <laughs> might take it. I haven't heard this, but
2: just to recap where we are, we have Kyrie Irving comparing himself to Martin Luther King for to Martin Luther King for being credited for his basketball play. Take it away, Kellyanne. What can you do against that? (laughs) Kellyanne! What
3: is Trump doing to observe King Day?
4: Well, uh, Martin Luther King Day today? Well, I can tell you that the president is uh, preparing for Davos and agrees with many of the things that Dr. Martin Luther King stood for and agreed with for many years, including uh, unity and equality. And he's not the one trying to tear the country apart through an impeachment Process and and the lack of substance that really is very shameful at this point. I've I've held my opinion on it for a very long time, but when you see the articles of impeachment that came out, I don't think it was within Dr. King's vision to have Americans drag through a process where the president is going not going to be removed from office, uh, is not being charged with bribery, extortion, high crimes or misdemeanors, yeah, yeah. and uh, I think that anybody who cares about and justice for all on today or any day of the year will appreciate the fact that the president now will have a full throttled defense on the facts. And everybody should have that. Um, I this morning was reading some of the lesser known passages uh, by Dr. King. And I, and I appreciate the fact that we as a nation um, respect him by giving him his own day. And I'm happy to share a birthday with his day.
2: Wow, holy batshit Batman. Mm. Cause this is one thing MLK stood for. It was making sure Donald Trump doesn't get impeached. <laughs> two pretty batshit statements right there regarding MLK. Uh, Tommy, take it away. Summer up, uh, summarize our two contestants for us, please. Uh, Kyrie Irving's position on MLK Day was what?
3: Uh, he said that you know people thinking he's a bad teammate and a bad communicator is the same as Martin Luther King fighting against segregation and then Kellyanne said that ding
2: ding 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 pretty fucking batshit there, Tommy. Right. And sum
3: up uh Kellyanne's And Kellyanne said, uh, in other words, if King were here today, he would <laughs> he would say, It is a damn shame how they're treating our president Donald Trump. Yeah know. If King were here today, you gotta dig, dig, dig. Also, very bad (laughs) shit.
2: And the winner is ding. ding, ding. Nobody. Humanity is trash. (laughs) We all lose. Tell them what they want, Tommy. Uh, you won a lifetime of shame and and disappointment for your family. But that's so crazy. Uh, There's this new thing. This is how I know we all live in our own little fucking bubbles. Yeah. Like, there's so many memes uh, online about how Martin Luther King was a Republican. You know what I mean? And he would have voted for Trump. I saw so Uh, many right-wing – because I follow a lot of right-wing accounts because I find it hilarious. It wasn't so frightening. Um
3: Sometimes it's good to just know what's going on over there.
2: Yeah, it's good to get out of your ideological bubble, isn't it, Tommy? Eh? But uh, and Tommy and I were arguing about politics before this podcast. But uh, <laughs> it's just hilarious to me. People think you would wear a fucking like
3: Martin MAGA Luther King would have voted for Bernie.
2: You know what I mean? Because he's a socialist. <laughs> Dude, you're just as bad as fucking Trump people who say that. You know what I mean? Like, how could you? How how could you even say that? You know oh, what I mean? He's a socialist. You have no Cause basis. Because he was killed
3: for his beliefs on no uh, wealth inequality. You have no basis.
2: This is the fucking problem, people. Just elect normal people, not crazy fuckers like Tommy. Okay, this isn't going to be a rant <laughs> about the fucking Sandinistas. Are you kidding me? What a ridiculous <laughs> thing. And Tommy also in a third place tie for ridiculous MLK Day statements. <laughs> How about you quit trying to co-op people who had their own brains and their own autonomy into your fucking causes because you can't shore them up enough yourself. How I, about that, Tommy? I am joining How about in that, Tommy?
3: How about that, Tommy? To reduce wealth inequality in America and help the poor people to... Uh, you know, have health care and uh, a shot at the American dream.
2: Yeah, you're just as bad as a Trump supporter. <laughs> I want you to know that. Like you don't That see is it. insane to say. No, it's not. It the is. fact the fact that you say Mok would vote for Bernie the same way that Trump people say Trump uh, I think or M O K would vote for Trump. Case. No, you both are equally assholes. <laughs> I don't And you're so. equally retarded. You know? I disagree. Obviously, you disagree because you fucking said it. That doesn't mean you're ridiculous. I said I
3: stand by Do you realize it. how offensive that is? I don't think it's that offensive. As
2: a black man, do you realize how offended <laughs> I am right man. now? You know what I mean? That's so stupid, Tommy. I um, think that is at least 80% reasonable to say. No, I think that's <laughs> just so fucking dumb. And the fact that I'm, you can't see why. Pretend listen, to listen, know listen. Know listen, 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 think, listen. But I know you that just pretended e- to know
3: what he I would think. I know what he thought about wealth inequality, and I know what he thought about socialism. Oh, my God.
2: Tommy, you are the fucking Well-documented. Well-documented. Dude, take this off also Amendment. to your fucking other podcasts, I don't know, where you shoot it in Urban Outfitters or whatever the fuck. <laughs> like, I don't want to hear it on this bullshit, all right? Like, first of all, you dress like Urban Outfitters meets Antifa. Second of all, you're just Goodwill. wrong. You're just wrong. Don't fucking put dead people, dead people with their own fucking ideas about with shit into your opinion. bullshit, into your bullshit like political ideologies that's just so fucking wrong. And it was like at a base level of morality, whether Mm -hmm. you think that you're more correct or not correct, you're equally as wrong as they are. Okay. And that's what makes it just as fucking immoral. And this is my problem with Bernie bros. Like, obviously I would think that Bernie is like better than Trump, but you guys actually come from a lot of the same root fucking shit where it's like all, all your guy There's no negotiation, and all the world view is just funneled through that. So everything has to be co-opted into that. So, like, Kellyanne can't praise MLK and just be like, oh, he did this or that. She has to make it about the impeachment trial. So now MLK comes up, and you can't just make it MLK. you got to somehow make that about Bernie. You know what I mean? Even though Bernie was saying, complaining about, oh, how many people care about black people in South Africa but don't care about people in Vermont. Okay, Terrible. Anyways, Uh, let's move on.
3: I mean, I've never heard him say that.
2: Exactly, because all you do is look at Rosie things, Or let's look at Bernie when he was fucking uh, talking about how great the Soviet Union is or how he supports Sandinistas. Let's look at that. But anyways... (laughs) We're moving on. You're right. You're right. Just one one more point. MLK he would, loves Joe Biden. MLK would support. MLK would support. <laughs> Joe Biden <laughs> would support Bernie Sanders. But nearly any of MLK's contemporaries who are alive and the demographic around his age range, I would never claim MLK would support Biden. But the people who are his contemporaries do support Biden. So let's not talk about that, Tommy. They about don't how all support Biden. Uh, overwhelmingly, yes, they do. Uh, MLK's contemporaries and people of that age who were around back then. So just get over During your the fucking bullshit. Get over your bullshit. <laughs> that, uh, why don't the uh, why? Why is the African American majority population supporting Biden? I don't know. Bernie you has have, you a lot about of
3: African American supporters.
2: Yeah, check oh, the demos, baby. Exactly what Trump says. Exactly what Trump says. And then yeah, it's a bunch of, it a bunch of white guys. Nonsense. It's a bunch of white guys wearing blacks for Trump shirts. Okay. Anyways, <sighs> fuck you, Tommy. <laughs> That's not true. This is a sports podcast. And uh, you're a shitty producer, and uh, we're going to move on.
3: You've <laughs> been radicalized by the
2: YouTubes. You have been. You just need a, like, you know, normalcy. Okay, anyways, <laughs> crazy. Kyrie Irving is fucking crazy. Here's the other crazy shit he says. Like, Kyrie Irving is crazier than Antonio Brown, and Antonio Brown is yelling this at the police at his fucking house.
1: Do nothing. You fucking white fishbowl. Get the fuck out of here, you bitch. Come on, Polo. <laughs> the fuck.
2: Out- what the fuck is a white fishbowl? That's hilarious. He just called some white lady a white fishbowl. What is
1: that? Out of here. Fucking police car. How now? You fucking Tommy. You're a white fishbowl. Bitch ass. law. Well. Get the fuck out of here, you fucking pussies. And then he's calling cops pussies and bitch asses. I wish I had this courage. Fucking bitch. Get the fuck out of here. That's called money. On, Get the fuck out of my property, you pussies. Come on, fuck out of here. I love you, Poppy. I love you. His
2: kids are there. He's like, I love you, puppy. I love you, little kids. Get the fuck out of your fishbowl.
1: Go on, them bitch ass police. Get the fuck out of here, bitch ass little cop. Look at the little cop. You wish you could take me, you bitch ass nigga. Fuck out of here. Yeah, get in the back of the police car, fishbowl, and you ain't leaving with shit. Bitch, get the fuck out of here, you bum ass hoe. Well, what the fuck is a fishbowl? Joke. Yeah, a That's fishbowl. Gotta be something
3: that happened between them. That's Urban Dictionary.
2: Thing. He's calling his baby mama a white fishbowl. A fishbowl is, according to Urban Dictionary, to fill up a car or a room or carpools or to hotbox with smoke. I've never heard that. Fishbowl, the act of filling a vehicle with smoke of the illegal drug marijuana depends on where you live, Urban Dictionary. Fishbowl, to render some or all dimensions of one's private life or somebody, someone else's against a will transparent for the outside world to observe. Either it's benevolent teaching bites or what the fuck does this even mean?
3: over is fishbowl
2: oh okay I uh, think fishbowl maybe for that's him what he's is, trying to is say is something else something else yeah should we get some more of the data's poetry Dada is poetry of fucking Antonio Brown
1: Sorry, bitch Trying to come and steal bitch you're gonna leave in the police car fuck out of here Hollywood police get the fuck out of here Bitch ass niggas, get out of here.
2: And uh, just an update on the story. Yeah, uh, Antonio Brown was charged with assault and battery yesterday. So saying Kyrie Irving is crazier than Antonio Brown is like, it's saying a lot. You know what I mean?
3: Kyrie says wild shit, but ultimately pretty unproblematic guy outside of uh, several of the things he says on a regular basis.
2: Get your woke ass shit out of here. Here's some crazy things (sighs) that Kyrie says. The moon landing was fake. Since the boot prints on the moon don't match Neil Armstrong's boots in the museum. Says there are extraterrestrial beings in the universe. Well, that's not, I, crazy. Nah, it's not that crazy. Dinosaurs did not exist. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: i never seen this one. This one I don't understand. i never seen one.
2: Dinosaurs <laughs> did not exist. The earth is flat.
3: Huh?
2: The education system <laughs> is designed to lie to us. Okay, I, 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 That I, ain't that crazy. You're two You're Two for five. Much like your field goal percentage.
3: Ooh.
2: NASA is lying about the rover missions to Mars and that all the data about space they provide for us is Dr. Defeat Us a narrative.
3: Mm, I I believe in the Mars missions.
2: The people who make alien movies are not deciding they're aliens out of thin air. He thinks they're basing it on something they've seen. Yo, shout out Jeff Goldblum, Independence Day. If those motherfuckers are real, I don't want to fight those fuckers. They have an exoskeleton. Does the skeleton Will Smith on the, X-O. Punch run in the face. Though. Yeah, he that was. was fine. Yeah, you're right. He he knocked out. He knocked that First guy out 10 with minutes, He's like, bam, bam, bam! Welcome to Earth. <laughs> you Dude, know?
3: Amen. Right? United States of Will Smith.
2: United States of Will Smith. Shout out Will Smith. <laughs> I I, I like Independence Day.
3: Yeah. yeah. He's in the Illuminati now, but I forget him. Shout out
2: Harry Connick Jr. Too. Like low key, great performance in Independence Day. Nobody remembers how good Harry Connick was in Independence <laughs> Day. You know what I mean? Is that the president? No. Harry Connick was his buddy who packed the cigars. Oh, okay. He was okay. the first one to die, tier Harry Connick. All right. RIP. All right. Believes he's on a journey to com- become a complete human being who has complete freedom of thought. Okay. All right. Great. I'm happy with that. that? Three for eight? Yeah. The JFK is three for eight. That's the, J- the JFK assassination has something to do with him signing an order to take out the global bank cartel. Yeah.
3: And <laughs> Whoa! Damn, maybe Is low
2: key woke. Maybe I don't know if it was a global bank cartel. Okay, Bob Marley. We'll give him a half point on that. We'll give him a half. Point. Bob, Marley, which by the way, you know, I was super into the Zodiac thing like three weeks ago because i saw the movie zodiac and i was like okay I'm gonna, I'm gonna do google searches for 20 minutes and figure out who this person is you know because clearly 30 years of investigation can do it i'm gonna figure out 20 minutes <laughs> right so i did it i think it's arthur lee allen personally i really? do so then i was thinking man look at this zodiac <laughs> subreddit they had 26,000 motherfuckers on this subreddit mm. trying to like find out who this guy is or was right it's like oh the JFK assassination subreddit's gonna be crazy. Let me go let me go swim in those deep waters for a while. Right? So I go there, it's like fucking five thousand. It's like nothing there. It's like nothing there. And it's all like it's all like like nothing like concrete, nothing good. Like the Zodiac shit was legit. That's because like the police CIA files, it down. police files, everything, like really logical. And the JFK one was just all like kooky bullshit.
3: That's how you know that Zodiac was one man. And JFK was, like, some internet conspiracy, like, government, Illuminati. Well, I mean, the— Because if you get too close, they'll shut you down. In
2: 1976, our own Congress did declare that uh, JFK died as a result of a conspiracy, but in the dictionary sense of the word, meaning Mm. that there was more people involved just than Lee Harvey Oswald. And really, I think that's when America changed. We lost a certain amount of innocence that day. It's not a coincidence that that is also the same uh, event that sparked the phrase fear and loathing, which Hunter Thompson used for the first time in a letter to describe the emotions he was feeling that night. JFK. I, there is no limit to the amount of fear and loathing that I feel on this night. You know, we lost something
3: that night. He day. helped put uh, government health care into place. Lyndon Johnson. An idiot.
2: You don't know what you're talking about. He
3: did. Look it up.
2: The Great Society. Okay. <laughs> The JFK assassination JFK had was something to do with him signing an order to take out Bernie. People are so annoying. The JFK assassination had something to do with him signing, an order. like he's just like he's just embracing, like no, like you guys are on the same cult level. Like you follow you follow him. Like Trumpites follow him. We will not say anything against the word of Bernie. We will not criticize the Bernie. The Bernie can do no wrong. I've never not what criticized person? I've never not criticized a politician I've liked. I think it's weird not to criticize politicians you don't like. Because then it's the basis of religion and cult. Bernie people don't criticize their candidate. I don't like that.
3: You know what I mean? I because don't Because like Bernie's it. not a candidate, he's an idea.
2: Yeah, that's even worse. What the fuck is that like Batman after he dies and the Dark Knight rises? Exactly. Oh, Batman's, that's you know why what he's unstoppable. Batman's him. an idea. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking <laughs> about? Bernie is, is I mean? a
3: concept. He's a concept of a better world. No,
2: he's a man. He's a man with flaws. <laughs> exactly. Who voted against the Brady Bill and the Magnitsky Act? See, Anyways, you're going on. Cherry picking. back to cherry Kyrie. picking. If there's not one, okay. Criticize Bernie for one thing. Do it right now.
3: Uh, the gun control Brady Bill.
2: Uh, the gun control. Do you really believe that in your heart of hearts?
3: Uh, no. I think I think that was maybe a mistake. It's okay. not my primary issue. Yeah. I want health care. Did you
2: hear it right here? Tommy likes dead school children. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. So we're giving him a half point. Where are we at? Three and a half out of eight?
3: Three and a half out of eight.
2: Better than I thought he was going to do we it. Were, we
3: way. came here to clown him, and low-key, he is killing it. But it's like reasonable batshit. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, his losses are big. Big losses. And like then they the always wins are... Mm, yeah, like we're yeah, kind of like, giving okay, it to him. sure.
2: Kind of giving it to him. Okay. Here's the next one.
3: Anytime he gets specific, he loses big. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: Bob Marley and MLK were taken out for preaching togetherness. <laughs> and... <laughs> okay, all right, yeah. I'll give you that one. All right, all right, all right. They.
3: Oh, I love this already.
2: Are creating separation in race and class to control
3: power in the world. Amen. Amen
2: i'll tell you why i disagree with this okay, okay? because this the implicate okay i do think you know there are race and class divisions which exist that you know enforce a certain how should i put this uh status quo right but as soon as you turn the day, that means there's like a guy planning. Like, oh,
3: what am I gonna do today? To See, make sure, I believe that shit
2: to make sure that these motherfuckers. You know what I mean? I believe in that. I the Illuminati, the one percent. You believe in the Illuminati?
3: I believe in the Illuminati as it uh, exists in America as an oligarchy. I believe that. Well, what all the fuck of the does top, that mean? Top people are. Now you're just saying
2: words. That doesn't mean anything.
3: You're going to these little soirees. You know what I mean? They're swirling their red wine and they're they're killing off democracy. One one <laughs> sip at a time.
2: We've burning am sorry. Oh, no. We've lost all control, ladies and gentlemen.
3: <laughs> I am a little I'm a little believe in
2: democracy. Uh read civics books, uh, teach civics to your children, checks and balances, <laughs> uh how does a bill become law? You know, and then vote for people who like believe in doing those
3: North things. North Carolina public school baby.
2: You know. What So wait, so you think there's an Illuminati, but you don't think there's an Illuminati.
3: I think that when you say Illuminati in terms of like goat masks and secret orgies and shit and like third eye symbolism on the dollar bill, that's a little ridiculous. Okay. But if you mean Illuminati in terms of... The richest people in the world have an unhealthy amount of control over our government system. I 100% believe that. But
2: you realize those are two very different things. The latter is not the Illuminati. That's just that's just fear, oligarchical class the capitalism. The
3: gut fear of the concept of Illuminati comes from the same place. I feel like the crazy people talking about the Illuminati are on to something. And what they are <laughs> referring to is the fact that we have transitioned well, to— Well, can I
2: tell you how belief in the Illuminati actually enforces— uh, the class divide okay because it takes the finger off the real culprit of classism in this country which is the fact that uh, we have moved toward an oligarchical base version of capitalism compared to how it used to be Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. when you point at the Illuminati and you're pointing at that it takes the focus off of stuff like CEO pay uh, in terms of ratio from that to workers we can fix capitalism. Like the answer, the answer to fixing the economy and class and class divide and and minimum wage in this country is is through normalizing policies, you know. And there's different I ways agree. you can do that. Uh, for instance, tax-based incentives for businesses to pay more of their workers, mm-hmm. increasing the minimum wage. Oh. There are there are very easy. There are steps that you can do. Um, <laughs> Campaign finance reform is also a big way to do that. Heavy agree. You know what I mean? So there are ways that you can do that within the current system of capitalism. You know, so to to point at the Illuminati and say, oh, this is how it is. It it feeds. It feeds this sense of helplessness and takes away from from the, there are we are three or four steps away from being healthy again in those terms, but Agreed. instead of focusing on those things, you're Illuminati like, day, you know what I mean? And then somehow they always throw the Jews in. Somehow the Jews are always responsible. I don't get that either. How are the Jews always responsible? That's a, a lot of the day. Sometimes comes down to the Jews. You know what I mean? I think I say lead the Jews out. Of it.
3: The they, you're I love absolutely the Jews, right. It does. Fit the narrative of helplessness and anger, and I think that, in a way, I support Bernie because I'm mad and I feel helpless. That's that's just that's just a true thing. Get it? I'm angry and I feel helpless and I don't know what to do. Yeah, okay. And I focus on campaign finance reform,
2: CEO taxes, one hundred percent.
3: And those are you know.
2: And also, this. I'm, I think I'm you're Tommy. I'm right. like, right get that. get out all your Bernie shit on this podcast because I'm banning the word Bernie. I will
3: never talk about it again. From future
2: fucking podcasts. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Okay. But this podcast, you can have free reign. All right? Okay. Okay. Where were we? They are creating a separation. Where is he? Three and nine, three and a half and nine, four and I'm gonna nine?
3: Him, I'm going to give him at least half credit for that one.
2: Okay. So he's. I, I think four he's, for nine? Four for nine. We'll give him four for nine. Okay. Four <laughs> for nine. Okay. The last three are just. The last, the two of the next three aren't that crazy. They just seem nice, actually. Believes he has a far. We're not counting these because these shouldn't be on this okay, list. Yeah. Believes he has a far bigger purpose and cause to his life than basketball. Yeah, duh. Yeah, sure. That's hey, weird man. for that to be on the list of weird things Kyrie has said. Like he's just there to amuse you to dribble a basketball and do nothing else with put his that life. On the list. That's fucking racist. That's racism in America. Uh, listens to audiobooks while taking naps. Also not weird.
3: What? Maybe that's just how the guy. Oh, because he thinks down. that he's learning
2: oh he thinks he can learn while he's asleep oh i see. that's funny that's just kind of quirky i'll give him half credit <laughs> 0.25 <laughs> credit on that 0. 0.25, credit. 25 credit. you're not learning shit while you're sleeping <laughs> You know, Baby's maybe if it's like Mozart. A, yeah, that if it's like if it's a baby and your brain is still developing, it could help you form mathematical some t- type of shit connections. Right. You know what I mean? Okay,
3: I'm gonna play Joe Rogan on my baby.
2: <laughs> this reads like a Joe Rogan. I'm gonna play fanatic. To this my reads baby. like an Eddie Bravo on Joe Rogan <laughs> podcast right now, and uh, and believes the way we travel the world proves the globe is not round.
3: Ah, big loss. I, I,
2: big loss on that one. I don't, I honestly don't understand this flat fucking loss thing. They have this awesome documentary. I love documentaries about kooks, you know what I mean? <laughs> there's a good one about a cult guy called Holy Hell on Netflix, watch that one. There's also one about the flat earther guys, like the biggest ones in flat earther. And at the end, they're like, yeah, well, if the earth is flat, here's what, what the fuck we're gonna do. We're gonna put a, a light here and then put a light a mile and a half away. And if there's a curvature on the earth, I shouldn't be able to see the length in this in this lens because it would be absolutely straight, right? So they mm-hmm. set it up. Guess what? They can't see the fucking light. Yeah. So they pretty they already proved uh, that the Earth is fucking round. That should be the end of it. That sh- it should have been over, right? It's fucking just like
3: a book club at this point. This is like yeah. a cult of any kind. Well, this is the. Pro- They're just trying to hang.
2: We all reinforce our own ideological boundaries because we pick our own news. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's back in the day you had three channels, three news outlets and you had the fucking newspaper and the news was curated for you. So, not only would you learn about shit against your opinion, you would learn about shit you weren't interested in, or didn't even know you were interested in like what the fuck is going on in Africa? What the fuck is going on in Southeast Asia? You would read that because it would be covered. Now, we're just picking our own shit. Like I and you know, I, I you know, obviously, you know, you're a Trump person, fine. That's whatever. I have friends who are Trump people back in Indy. It's fine. Not in L.A., obviously. We're praying but in for Indy. you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whatever. I still love you. It's okay. Bless right? your heart. Bless your heart. <laughs> but it's – it's and I've come to realize, you know, it's, it's, it's not it, – like you ask yourself, how can these people believe this stuff, you know? And there was a caller in the Howard Stern yesterday, you know, and first of all, Howard Stern fans are the most hateful group towards the people, the person that they like. There's no one more unhappy than Howard Stern fans. Like, <laughs> oh, the show's not like it was when I was 14. Do you want to listen to the same shit as when you were 14? You should grow, you know? <laughs> grow. You're watching the same shit as when you're 14? The show grew up. Get over it, Okay. Anyways, so this guy calls in. He's like, Howard, the fucking your show has changed since I was fucking 14. Uh, you're probably going to fucking be nice to Oprah, whatever. And then he's like, fucking say one nice thing about Trump. I dare you, say one fucking nice thing about Trump. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Howard, uh, to his credit, he doesn't give in. He's like, oh, Trump's the best evaluator of women's beauty I've ever seen or whatever, right? So he goes along with it. He has fun. Zing. And he eventually right. He 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 goes. He's a great guest. One of the best guests you could have, right? But he just shouldn't be president. And he speaks to the guy in a very rational way. And eventually, this guy he it breaks through kind of the bravado of the guy, and he just says, uh, not quite a non sequitur, but just kind of exasperated. He says, "You know, I just don't know who to believe." You know what I mean? And what he meant hey, by what he meant by that. Is, is the stuff that reinforces his ideological boundaries, that keeps him in his lane. Stuff like Fox News and Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity or the rest of the world outside of that bubble who's saying that's not real. You know what I mean? Who's saying, yo, this stuff is happening. So he's saying he's looking at and then saying in his honest heart, he just doesn't know who to believe. You know what I mean? And I think that's a lot of what's going on in this country right now and with these people and uh, also why... Kyrie Irving thinks uh, lizard people made the earth flat.
3: Because we don't know who to believe.
2: I know who to believe.
3: Even when I hear shit about lizard people, part of me is like, man.
2: No. I know who to believe, okay? Who, who the fuck even knows, I know knows, who to believe. Man. I know who to believe. And who I'm going to gonna tell you who to believe, okay? Please help me. Believe the mainstream media. Ah, oh, boo. See? You're so wrong. CNN. Believe the mainstream media. The mainstream media does 89 to 93% of a good fucking job, okay? And I'm going to tell you why right now. I wish I went to journalism school. I have worked in newsrooms, okay? These people in normal environments have to go, in mainstream media environments, have to go through such a process to get their work published, through such a fact-checking process to get their work published, through such an editorially controlled process to get their work published, that it's almost like being a lawyer. There is a lot of ethics involved in mainstream media reporting that just the general public doesn't understand. That's why I wish that they had a bar association like the same way lawyers have a bar association, I wish that journalists did too, so that the public could understand how good of a job the mainstream media does in reporting stories. Do they get you perfect? No, they don't get you perfect. Small but caveat that's
3: in that yep. in that some news outlets, such as Fox News, are no longer registered as news outlets, and they are just entertainment. Okay, and they are just like people like Sean Hannity. But not a news
2: reporter. But they don't, they don't, they don't come off that way.
3: And you know, even exactly, he comes off as a news reporter, but he's really just going up there and spouting. Well, that's
2: actually not even Fox. For as much as I rail against Fox, and I think Daily Show is doing this country kind of a disservice because they don't call after Fox the way that they used to.
3: New Daily Show is worse.
2: But, um, but Fox before three o'clock p.m. before four p.m is actually okay but no one because watches that. because that's their news division. That's where they actually have editors and processes okay you can trust generally mainstream media reporting and when they get stuff wrong you can trust Chris Watt. they print they print no no I'm talking this is you see this is this is what the fuck I'm talking about okay I'm talking about stuff like the evening news and I'm talking about stuff like newspapers. I'm talking about stuff that actually has editors and editorial control. You can trust that reporting, all right, because it has to go through certain processes, okay? That's why I say, generally, they do a good job. Trust anybody that prints retractions. Trust people that will tell you they are wrong. If they don't tell you that they are wrong, if they don't print retractions, that's not a news source, that's somebody who's lying to you. It's not a news. That's story. somebody who's who's taking their dick out their pants. They're on. They're pissing on your fucking head and they're trying to sell you an umbrella. <laughs> you know, trust mainstream right. reporting and you'll be OK. And you know how you know what mainstream report? I'm going to tell you right. Trust
3: now. Alex Jones.
2: I'm going to tell you right now. Here's how you do it. You want to know what the facts are. All right. You got to read read newspapers of different ideological bands. I don't even like the New York Times as a so-called progressive anymore. But here's, read, read the New York Times and read the Wall Street Journal, two ideologically opposed newspapers. If that's, even if that is all you do on a daily basis, you will know exactly what is going on in the world. Okay, and then watch the evening news if you want. You know, just any talking head, anything, any show like show with this person, screw that, you know?
3: yeah i agree with that
2: Watch evening news cnbc
3: or fucking evening CBS. news
2: read the wall street journal and the new york times and that's all the fuck you need you know what? I, and if you read that you won't believe that the world uh is flat you know and we'd have a much healthier democracy in fact just select me as your benevolent dictator for life okay i'll make papa will make sure everything's okay I'll make sure I'll make the right decision for Sean everybody. State TV. I'll make the right decision for everybody. And you can even disagree with me up to a certain point. But if you disagree with me too much, I will fucking crush you. <laughs> okay? All right. I'm glad we got that out of the way. You're getting me all worked up today, Tommy. All you're right. getting me all worked up. I said the B word. You're, you're tapping into my subconscious fears of uh, the downfall of the American Republic. <laughs> <laughs> and you're about to make me get into. Uh, into lessons of the rise of fascism in the 1930s in Europe and how they apply to us today, but I'm not going to go there. What was what was Kyrie on that four for ten?
3: Yeah, probably. Well, four for ten seems fair considering <laughs> that's. And I mean, let's be honest, he came off pretty good in that.
2: He came off much better than I thought he would. The, the dinosaur thing is it, it, it evened it out. You know what I mean? It took it away. But,
3: but yeah, the secret society. Yeah, but
2: stuff. he should believe he has a bigger purpose than basketball. That's stupid. okay. Yeah. Well, here's what bothers me more about Kyrie. Uh, These teams are just better without him.
3: Hopefully it's not public education.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, he went to fucking Duke. Okay. In, in the 12 games, this is a little old, but up to this point, in the 12 games that he's played in, the Nets were 5-7, and 4-16 uh, winning percentage. They were 13-13 and 13 on the season without him, which is actually they were better than that without him. So they were, they were better without Kyrie. And then you go back uh, and you look at the Celtics stuff, and it's even more true. You know what I mean? Celtics made the Eastern Conference Finals without him. Couldn't get out of the first or second round. Celtics record without Kyrie. Kyrie missed a total uh, of 56 games across two seasons in Boston. Uh, the Celtics posted a combined 37 and 19 record without him. Okay. Ironically enough, that 6607 winning percentage without Kyrie is better than Boston's combined regular season uh, over two years Kyrie played with the Celtics. Hmm.
3: But he crossed <laughs> Steph Curry that one time. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. That's why people like him because he puts up the highlights. You know, uh, Boston paid 192 total games in Kyrie's time with the Celtics uh, in two postseason runs, posting 83 and 53 record in games with him. Uh, the Celtics went 14 and eight in 22 regular season games that Kyrie missed in 2017-18, and 12 and three in the 15 regular performances uh, that he missed in 2018, combining for 26 and 11. But he had that movie with Shaq. <laughs> yeah, and the Celtics are 29 and 14. This year without him. Meanwhile, the Nets are two games under 500.
3: But he has his own shoe line. Exactly.
2: And then after going six for 21 in a loss, six for 21 with a plus minus of minus 27. This is what Kyrie says about his fucking teammates. I mean, it's this is Kyrie. I mean, it's transparent. It's out there. It's glaring in terms of the pieces that we need in order to be at the next level. I'm going to continue to reiterate it. We're going to do the best with the guys that we have in our locker room now, and we'll worry about all the other stuff in terms of moving pieces and everything else as an organization down the line in the summer. It's just something that we signed up for. We knew what we were coming into the beginning of the season. This guy's talking about trading his fucking teammates after going 6-21, and 21, and they have a better than 500 record when he's out of the fucking lineup. Are you kidding me? This guy's out of his fucking mind. You know who's more fucking sane than this guy? You want to know who's more sane than this guy? This guy. Oh, Tommy.
1: Get the fuck out of here. Niggas can't even get my key. Get the fuck out of here. Bitch ass niggas. Crackers, man. These crackers don't get no justice
2: for no nigga, man. Fuck out of here. <laughs> the fuck out of here. Get out of my property. I can listen to this all day. Damn, I've never heard anyone talk to cops like this. Sir, can you get the keys? Can't
1: yeah, do nothing, get your bitch ass
2: out of here. <laughs> <laughs> he's asking the cop to get his keys for his ex wife and then when he says no, the cop the uh, cop walks away and says says, Get this bitch ass guy out of here. That is ridiculous. This guy's more sane than that. You know what I mean? Kyrie Irving does not make basketball teams better.
3: Kyrie Irving's basketball takes are worse than his earth takes. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: is true. That is true. Uh I think a guy like Kyrie only works with like LeBron. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you have somebody at that level who can Katie kind of harness could be him. KD maybe like that, but KD's fucking crazy too.
3: He's an introvert.
2: He's an introvert and he gets frustrated with his teammates at the same bitch ass level that Kyrie does. You know what I mean? Like I could see KD coming next year. Getting frustrated with Kyrie, and then Kyrie getting traded to, like, the Orlando Magic by midseason or something. (laughs) Shout out. Let's throw back this clip next year when that actually happens. Wait, speaking of— President Biden. Basketball
3: players being ridiculous. Did you see that Russell Westbrook buzzer beater attempt?
2: No, I missed that. Was it (laughs) hilarious? It
3: was so funny. It was so bad. Because he— It's Harden, and the clock's running down, and Harden tries to do a corner pass. Russell Westbrook runs in front, grabs it, dribbles around (laughs) the entire court, and takes the most absurd fadeaway I have ever seen. Yeah. Like, truly 180 spin fadeaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't even get close. Oh, dude. Uh, Speaking of which,
2: Russell Westbrook is not quite Kyrie, because I actually think Russell Westbrook, in terms of being, like, bringing down your basketball team. Right. But... Because he doesn't have that same emotional baggage, but on the court, he absolutely—you're right about that. It's funny. You're right. Uh, Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul is funnier though. Chris Paul is a better player than Russell Westbrook. I think that's clear now, and it's not even close. You know, Russell Westbrook does not contribute to winning plays on the basketball court. You know, which is sad to me, but that's just the fucking way it is. You know, but um, but
3: but he got all those triple doubles though.
2: Yeah. All those triple doubles. Speaking of MLK Day, by the way, do black people have to go to work? First of all, no one should have to go to work on MLK Day. Amen. You know what I mean? There's so many Especially companies go to work. White people how have make, to go. How to are you going to make a, a black guy go to work on MLK Day? I couldn't agree more. I wish Ian was here so we could ask him. We could play ask he a black yesterday. guy. You know what I mean? Damn. Ask a black guy. We'll ask Ian about that next week. You know, Ian, I mean, have you ever had to go to work on MLK Day, and how do you feel about that?
3: Ian's a nice guy. And I'm sure that he will uh, have a nice answer. You know,
2: I don't. No, know. Ian, Ian Loki will tell you the truth, bro. You know what I mean?
3: I mean, he'll probably say it fucking sucks. Yeah.
2: Okay. But speaking of MLK Day, so so uh, the NFL is gonna have uh, the next draft be in the fountain at the Bellagio. I smell in a heist fountain? in the fountain at the Bellagio. They're gonna have a stage there. I smell a heist movie. You son of a bitch! I'm in. <laughs> you know. Did but, but i saw this tweet episode? yeah yeah so, thank you for explaining it tough. sorry <laughs> I'm, i don't know if people get. uh i saw this tweet i forget who it was i should have remembered it so i could give him credit but he goes who thought uh who thought breaking draft players on boats to their new owners was a good idea i was like damn oh, I hate that. that is a good point that is a good fucking point but um Yeah, so we'll see how that shit works out. Um, But speaking of Chris Paul, I have a new trade idea. Now that people are throwing out dumb trade ideas for uh, the break, as I fucking blow my nose, do you want to hear my trade idea? Are you ready? Hit me. Are you ready? Uh Uh-huh. And this also will tie into why I think the NFL is more successful than the NBA, but it shouldn't be. Okay? Okay. Here's why. Chris Paul to the Lakers. Chris Paul to the Lakers. Hmm. They're missing a, a I mean
3: that would be great for them.
2: They're missing a primary ball handler outside of LeBron James. They actually don't have a lot of depth.
3: LeBron shouldn't be the point guard.
2: Well, LeBron's so great he can be, but they have another defender. And how beautiful what sweet, sweet uh love those two would make on the basketball for it. Fucking Chris Paul. And fucking lebron one main Ooh. reason you can't do that chris paul is slated to make 44 million dollars next year which he has stated emphatically he will not turn down because why would he we do live in a capitalist society yeah. do we not tommy not for long if tommy has his word way right okay but the big Medicare problem there
3: all will bring down costs.
2: <laughs> the big and <laughs> nhs will never work in the united states the big a <laughs> big reason uh not to is because you got to pay the luxury tax all right Forty-four million luxury tax with those three contracts—it's gonna be nominal as in if the Earth was round, sure. astra- astronomical. But that's what I would do. That feels
3: like a guaranteed win. But it's—it's
2: a, it's a guaranteed. That feels like the Lakers. Right. Doesn't that feel like the star Lakers? Star-studded. Star-studded, paying out their ass. Who gives a fuck about the penalty? Go get the fucking chip. And with I'm not even. With
3: the brow slamming it down mid-court.
2: Yeah. Woof. And I'm not even a Lakers fan. I would hate to fucking see that because I think the Lakers are boring. I think when you have <laughs> any stars on a team, it's fucking boring, bro. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: It's boring. You know what I mean?
3: I mean, I like the Lakers, but, but I hear this, what
2: you're saying. This is why the NFL is more successful. Let me explain to you. Okay? So More violent? No. We're taking that out of it. Okay. So, I mean, there's no reason why the NFL should be more popular. Okay? Um, they don't create stars like the NBA does. Are you familiar with what a Q rating is? No. A Q rating is uh basically a number assigned to a celebrity that uh how that, no- how, how, how well known yeah, yeah. how well known they are. Okay. <clears throat> the NBA's Q ratings blow all the NFLs out of the water. It's not even close. It's like ten NBA players to one NFL player. You know what I mean? Like oh, fuck. like fucking Chris Middleton is, is Probably as well known as you know Kirk Cousins. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Better known. I mean,
3: only quarterbacks and
2: like running backs. Dude, there was like for the longest time there was one person in the top ten in Q rating, and there was like four or five NBA players, and that one was Peyton Manning. That was it. You know what I mean?
3: Basketball players, smaller squad, much more involved.
2: Yeah, so they have higher Q rating. They're more marketable athletes, more popular athletes, Less more to get injured, more congruent game. Yeah. Football doesn't make any fucking sense when you're looking at it. You can just look at basketball and know what the fuck is going down. Yet the ratings, preseason NFL blows out like even fucking NBA championship basketball, you know, and doesn't Mm. make any sense. And here's what I'll tell you, you know, the NBA always wants the Lakers in the finals, right? Lakers this, Lakers that, right? So you get Lakers in the finals and the ratings are big. Right. Right. They're going to have bigger ratings. With the Lakers in the finals, Lakers, Boston. But no one's that's only because LA is a big market. Okay? So that's not a holistic number. Okay? You're getting just Lakers fans from LA. That's or just New York Knicks fans or whoever. You know? Sure. It's not the middle of the country doesn't give a you shit. You think it's about racism that. at all? No. I'm not going with any of that. Sure, okay. I'm not going with any of that. Um the reason is because NFL builds holistically across the country, whereas the NBA focuses on few markets and only few markets win. Hmm. So, so not every NBA team feels like they're participating in the league. Therefore, it doesn't create enough buzz at a regional level to be able to build up those ratings hmm. at a national level. Okay. Whereas you look, you look at the NFL. Who's in the playoffs? Kansas City Chiefs.
3: Do you think the, the most exciting the team in football? Kansas,
2: Kansas City Chiefs, most exciting team in football. Indianapolis Colts with Peyton Manning mm-hmm. <laughs> when they when he was there. Objectively, yeah, yeah, the yeah. most exciting team in football. He led the ratings all the time. Okay, so you have a situation in the NFL where the Kansas City team and the Indianapolis team still now to this day, are more popular than the LA Rams.
3: Sure, easy. You
2: yeah, get what yeah, I'm yeah. saying. But in NBA. The Indiana Pacers, Milwaukee Bucks, no way are they coming anywhere close. To the, to the LA uh, even teams or New York teams, even if they're way better. correct. And that's because each NFL team gets to participate equally. Each NFL team has an equal chance of winning. And that's just not the case in the NBA. It's only the big markets. So the only way you're getting ratings is with the big markets. If the NBA was successful and healthy at a holistic level where every team had Charlotte Hornets had just a chance as much to win as the Kansas City Chiefs, you would see the NBA with better ratings than they currently have. I'm not saying better than the NFL. What do you think about that, Tommy.
3: I think you make a lot of really good points. Thank you. Uh, I think I'm right. I think there's definitely something to that, but I also think maybe just football at this point has such uh, intense momentum, just from tradition and like families passing it down that yeah. it would... I mean, even if those changes were made, it would take a while.
2: For sure. I, I think NBA just like, has a better Super Bowl. product.
3: And the other thing, I I don't know if this would change anything, but the fact that NFL has one game in the finals...
2: They own a day of the week. And right. They have one game.
3: It's one game and that makes the stakes so much higher and that makes lesser teams have a much better shot. In seven games the right. better team is almost always going to win.
2: But as Roger Goodell says, they also employ a very successful form of socialism where teams they all have revenue sharing that are equal which the NBA has, but what the NFL has that the NBA doesn't have is an equity of talent. Okay, You're not seeing... Uh, Peyton Manning leave the Indianapolis Colts on his first after his first rookie contract to go to L.A. or to go to New York, right. you know. So the NBA really needs to work on you know keeping more equitable in terms of talent, so that all these markets are propped up, so that when you have a Charlotte versus Denver NBA Finals, it's not like oh my god, it's the Nuggets versus Hornets. Nobody wants to watch that. It's like oh sweet, we have the Patrick Mahomes of the NBA in Charlotte. And we That's got true. the Aaron Rodgers in Denver. You know what I mean? You have Green Bay, which is a town of eighty thousand, is like one of the most popular teams in 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 the NFL. They just do such a good job cool. of creating buzz on a regional level because everyone knows they have a chance to win, if not this year, the next year. And Green it Bay doesn't has feel fans that way all in the NBA the country. You know what I mean? But in the NBA, it does not feel like if you're in a small market that you have a chance to win in this league.
3: No, it true. doesn't fair.
2: So let's fuck Bernie being president. Let's get him to be commissioner of the NBA. Socialism, baby. (laughs) The other thing that was very exciting was this. Fucking Zion. This is what I'm talking about. Zion is already a bigger star than everybody in the NFL. Here's Zion putting on a fucking show last night. I haven't heard cheers like this since fucking Linsanity. It was great.
4: Here is Zion
2: stepping back, pulling the trigger. Beautiful. You go, Tubby. It's a lob to Zion,
3: and he gets oh, it.
2: Feel it. Oh, he's a tubby for sure. Though.
3: the ball though. Zion is.
2: Oh, I love the way he pops these
5: threes. They want Zion to oh, get it. Here he is.
0: Like and Colonel blocked ball.
5: it. Zion gets it back and finishes. Ten oh. points in just over a minute for Zion. Give Williamson. us a couple
2: more threes here, Zion. Zion
1: gives it up.
3: It's a back. Here he is again. And let it do it. Is eating him
2: up. That's a bigger pop than Stone Cold got in 98. 17 points in like three fucking minutes. That is great. He did all this despite being a fat ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Dude, dude's got an ass like a retired running back. You know what I'm saying? I don't Thing think he's I don't big think that baby. will stop him. See how uncomfortable bet Tommy is? I a bunch of weight. See how uncomfortable Tommy is right now? You're so uncomfortable, right?
3: No, I just think it's unfair criticism. Why is it
2: unfair criticism? He's out of shape. It's a sport. He should be in shape.
3: But he's been injured for a long time. I'm sure he'll he's lose. He's the third away.
2: heaviest player <laughs> in the NBA. And here's the thing. So Mark Jackson points out that he's clearly out of weight. This is how Tommy's generation pisses me off, even though we're the same. <laughs> Fat-shapes, like, he, yeah. Yeah, he uh, Mark Jackson gets shit for fat-shaming. And everyone's like, oh, Mark Jackson is fat-shaming. He's a fucking athlete. <laughs> what is out of your goddamn mind? Yeah, everyone's yeah, yeah. out of their fucking minds. He's going to get hurt more. If he's not in shape, it's not fat shaming. Nah, it's part of right, your fucking right. job.
3: I, I mean, here's the thing. I don't know the statistics around weight and stuff. I just see him on the court, and I'm like, hey, Zion, he didn't look that bad to me. Zion
2: going absolutely off after Mark Jackson fat shamed him on national television for two and a half hours. is art. How Zion looks versus how Matt most impressive. It's like so fucking crazy to me, dude. It's just like it's it's he ain't looked that fat to me. It's insane. They
3: look like when Ronaldinho,
2: they called Ronaldinho fat. He's, oh, Ronaldinho was real he fucking chunky. He was fat. It's real fucking chunky. Fat junk. Ronaldo. Yeah. You know what they used to call fat shaving in my day, Tommy? The fucking Presidential Fitness Award. Okay. <laughs> that was fucking fat shaving. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, everyone says, and obviously, you criticize the left, and all of a sudden you're right. I, I will never vote Republican in my life. Fucking life, it's just <laughs> not going to happen. I think the Republican Party is the most dangerous party in the world. Okay, based on their power and what they're Trying and what, the, what they can do with it. That being said, it pisses me off. When the left is always like, oh, we believe in science. Can you believe these guys don't believe in evolution? Hmm. Oh, my God. Why don't they believe in science, right? And then they come around with this fucking fat shit. Oh, it's healthy to be fat. Oh, yes, it is. Right. Fat is healthy. No, it's not. We have a fucking obesity problem in this country. All right? Yeah, you want wrong. a fucking NHS? That's one of the things you could do to actually make it affordable if everybody wasn't a fucking fat ass in this country. Bully more. Call people fat asses. All right? And maybe we'll have a healthier fucking planet.
3: You know who made us a fat country, though? God, what? It's the corporations <laughs> funding fake studies <laughs> that are being pushed by the media. This
2: is why South Park is perfect. I love when they have those hippies. Like, oh, fucking cur- evil corporations. It is, though. It <laughs> is,
3: though. evil corporations. Why... Why are we allowed to have so much sugar in our drinks? There was a whole misinformation campaign. It's called
2: consumer choice, Tommy.
3: Yeah, no, it's called consumers being misled by advertising. Have you had
2: a Coca-Cola on a hot day? It is fucking delicious. It's fucking
3: delicious. (laughs) But we as a nation are addicted to it, and that's why everyone's fat.
2: No, I, I, I agree with you. The fact 32 grams of sugar in a can of soda is like poison. It's poison. I get that. Of course. Okay. And they're
3: acting like fat in foods and exercise with the corporations. Corporations like need we're... to pay
2: taxes. We need to have tax based incentives to get CEO to worker pay to get closer and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like. Yeah, well, come we're on the same page. Okay, come on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the fat shaming is so stupid. It I, makes me I, I angry.
3: I'm with you that the, the PC stuff is annoying.
2: People think, people think, like, people thought Ricky Gervais's speech was right wing just because no. he was mean. No, 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 no. Like, no. Be, speech, be mean, people. Okay, where are we? How long have we been doing this? We started so late, I have no reference for time right now. Where are we on this podcast? I want to get through a couple more things on a minute this. minute eight. Oh, no, hour eight. All right, real quick. Uh, shout out Eli Manning uh, for making it to the Hall of Fame. I know people are giving shit that, oh, Elon, Eli shouldn't be Elon. Eli shouldn't be in the fucking Hall of Fame and shit. Eli should absolutely yeah. be in the Hall of Fame. I lost the good infographic on this. Okay. I lost a good infographic on this, but his numbers compared to Derek Jeter's—I know it's apple and oranges. Don't fucking at me, but fucking at me. All right, they're actually very similar. Jeter's like sixth or seventh in hitting. Fucking uh, Eli was seventh in total touchdowns. Okay, playoff playoff winning percentage. Eli seven two seven. Jeter six fourteen. World Series MVPs. Jeter one. Eli two.
3: Undefeated historic teams beaten in the final. <laughs> You yeah, know? <laughs> exactly, dude.
2: Eli, absolutely. Oh, he's 500 in his career. Fucking Joe Namath was less than 500 in his fucking career. Eli's great. He defeated Darth Vader and Emperor Palpatine twice. <laughs> All right? Even Ryan Johnson couldn't ruin that. Even Ruin Johnson couldn't ruin that. All right? So Eli should absolutely be in there. I mean, that greatest non Colts game, non Indie game I ever saw was when he beat the undefeated team. That rainbow pass to Plaxico Burris in the fucking— I'm getting chubbed just fucking thinking about it. It was a thing of fucking beauty. But you know what people forget? I can't believe I'm saying this, how great that Patriots team was.
3: Brady Moss, that was legendary. Probably Maybe the best team ever.
2: People forget how close they got to winning that game, even after that Plaxico go-ahead touchdown. Brady, who was throwing the best deep ball in that NFL and was that injured. Point, He threw it I mean, he threw it sixty five yards in the air on a rope. Okay? On like on like with like fourteen seconds left and Moss had his receiver beat and he lost it by that much. I remember that. I almost shat myself by that much. You know what I mean? Crazy. Yeah. That was the greatest like sporting event I ever saw. That and Tigers first Masters. The first Masters Tiger won. It was every hole was rolling. Even my aunt my immigrant aunt, who never watched golf in her life, was captivated. Everyone was around the television. I've never seen anything like Tigers first Masters. That was great.
3: It's Scandinavian women flicking their bean to that game. <laughs> what? Hmm?
2: what? I like Pebble Beach. Wait, what are you talking about? Singing? Huh? Oh, yeah, Scandinavian. Oh, I got what you mean. Yeah. I, it took me a second, but I got you. <laughs> you think uh, the course was wet. Oh, Oh, shit. A- <sighs> Fucking Tommy, look at you! Hey. See, Tommy gets a little action in his life. All of a sudden, he's throwing some shit out there. I fucking love it, Tommy. Oh. Yeah, Folks. but that Scandinavian woman was—she uh, probably ended up regretting that one. Well, maybe not. She's fucking rich as shit now, yeah. right? Okay, and we'll end it on this club through the SUV. We'll end it. We'll end it with this. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is—is is I think the closest we had to Bo Callahan. Shout out, third reference uh, in a week in a row to Bo Callahan, imaginary quarterback from my favorite. Latter-day Kevin Costner movie, draft day. (laughs) But he's estranged from his family, okay? And Aaron Rodgers' comments about his Christian upbringing from Yahoo and questioning his faith have raised a lot of eyebrows, especially those of his estranged family. Rodgers said, most people that I know, church was just, you had to go. They were dismayed. Says an insider of Rogers' family. The family is very dedicated to their Christian faith. To them, his comments are basically a slap in the face to the fundamentals of who they are. Rogers no longer talks to his family, including Bachelorette star um, Jordan Rogers. Damn. Right? Family feels like they turned back on him. Uh, And here's what Aaron Rodgers said
3: Nobody likes Aaron.
2: No one likes Aaron Rodgers. He says, I don't know how you can believe in a God who wants to condemn most of the planet to a fiery hell. What type of loving, sensitive, omnipresent, omnipotent being wants to condemn his beautiful creation to a fiery hell at the end of all this? Religion can be a crutch. It can Hmm. be something that people have to make themselves feel better because it's binary, it's us versus them. Saved on said heaven hell, it's the light and heathen, it's holy and righteous that makes people feel better about themselves. Yeah, Tommy,
3: kind of with him on that, yeah, that boy. Yeah. North
2: Carolina where you grew up was probably very religious. However, yes,
3: everyone was religious.
2: I'm going to juxtapose that
3: and go out on this.
2: Okay? Yeah. That is still are chill though. If leave you, us alone. If you could pick uh, yeah, if you could pick an opposite to Aaron Rodgers' belief system in a quarterback, it would be Philip Rivers who has 12 children, and is the most religious mother. He's more religious than Jesus, Philip Rivers is. <laughs> so we're going to play you out of this. Jesus
3: meets him and is like, damn, I didn't think it would go that far. This play-
2: this played at a tour of, like, Christian, youth Christian conferences. This is Philip Rivers and the Gift of Virginity. Thanks. Take us all. take us, We'll take you out on this. Oh, no. Subscribe. Leave a five-star review and a question, and we'll get to it next week. Philip Rivers and the Gift of Virginity. <laughs> See you all next week.
5: The way I see it is, you'd, you'd hope your wife's an amateur as well. You know, I mean, you hope. I mean, that's what made it, makes it so great is that it, it's the first for both of you, and and that's why it. To, to me, it is. There, there's no. It couldn't be any better. You know, for however it plays out, because it is. It is brand new in the way it should be, for all of us. And, and and now that I have daughters, I don't look at it any different way. But it, it, it even adds to it. You know, you know. I've heard the analogy. You know, we're, we're you know. Your future wife, you know, how is a guy treating her right now that you've never met or how, you know, what is she doing right now? And, and I think that's the thing to remember now that I have a daughter, you know, what, how am I going to teach her, you know, as she's growing up and how to be and how to, you know, be pure in, in her relationships. And it's, uh, it's it's the greatest gift you can give your wife and vice versa.